it is a perfect example of how agencies working together can look at truly multimodal options of how we're serving the mobility needs of this region. The greater Houston area is introduced to bus rapid transit with the launch of the Metro Rapid Silver Line. I'm Laura Whitley. In this episode of The Next Stop, we get the details on this new route, learn what makes it different from Metro's other services, and why this is just the beginning of this transformative transit option for the region. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. Metro's podcast. Mr. Tom Lambert, Metro's president and CEO, joins us now to discuss this service. Uh, Tom, thank you for joining us today. Well, Laura, thanks for having me. After years of planning and studying this technology, bus rapid transit, known as Metro Rapid, is now operating. Tom, this is really an exciting moment for our region. You know, Laura, it really is. This is an opportunity with this five-mile route to show what Metro Rapid's all about. It's basically operates very similar to a rail system, but it's a bus-based system. Uh, But the buses are really designed to look at another travel option in the region and how we can integrate bus rapid transit into our broader transportation network. You know, it's really a true resource for us to look to the future and how we can continue to look at different options of transporting people throughout the region. Absolutely. It's kind of like a lab study, but right there, you get to touch it and feel it and, and work it, with it. It's our opportunity really to test it. It's very, uh, a very unique service for Metro. Now, let's take a look, closer look at Metro Rapid uh, and what really makes it unique from the other transit services that Metro offers. Well, I had an opportunity last week to go out and take a ride, and this has been after the operators have gone through about five weeks of training and It's a very, very comfortable experience. Uh, It's a bus, but again, it operates like a rail system. Very low floor boarding, uh, very smooth, very open environment that you can see on board the buses. Uh, That bus operates like a rail system as you come up to the platform, very level boarding, 100% accessibility like all the rail platforms. And from a vehicle standpoint, 100% accessibility with all of our vehicles on the Metro fleet. So it's a very, very slick design. It operates in very dedicated lanes, separating it from traffic lanes. Uh, The buses can talk to the traffic signals, so the traffic signals let it really move through so you get a real smooth, comfortable ride. And again, the bus, if you look at the interior of the bus, it's very an open concept where uh, people with bicycles can board with their bikes. And it is so, so rail-like feeling uh, that it makes you feel like you're actually on a rail system, but it is a bus-based system as well. Right, because the doors uh, to the bus, when you when you get on Metro Rapid, they open similar to how the light rail uh, vehicles open. They open like rail, and the doors mm-hmm. are wider mm-hmm. than a traditional bus is, and it's very, uh, very ease of loading and unloading on the vehicle, so it operates very, very similar to a rail system. And even on the platforms, you get rail announcements or rail-like announcements of when the next bus is going to arrive, and it's got all the features of enhanced lighting and, and all the the, uh, the things you would see in a rail system are also now on this Metro Rapid service. And offers wonderful accessibility. Uh, 100% accessible, very smooth, level boarding, uh, easy for people, uh, whether they're able-bodied or disabled, to board those vehicles, and we're very proud of that. 
Let's talk a lot. Uh, let's talk a little more about the specifics of this route. Uh, where does the Silver Line go exactly? Well, it really connects um, two significant transit centers: the Northwest Transit Center, which is at Interstate 10 and 610 to the north. Uh, you then go over an elevated bus lane that the Texas Department of Transportation built. You then come down on Post Oak Boulevard. Uh, that Uptown built as a part of this project and redesigned that entire quarter. It then connects to the southern end uh, with the uh, Uptown West Park Lower Uptown Transit Center. So uh, you connect from one transit center to the north to a new transit center to the south, but it also connects those suburban parking rides that serve the northwest corridor as well as the southwest corridor uh, coming to that area. So we think it's a tremendous opportunity not only to connect the two transit centers, but also the local routes and the park and ride routes that that will also be uh, served by those two transit centers as well. And there's about, there's 10 stops in all, let's talk in the frequency. 10 stops uh, along the corridor, along the five mile corridor. The service will run about every 10 minutes during the day. It runs from five in the morning till midnight, uh, seven days a week. Uh, But the most important thing is it connects to that broader transportation network. Um, There are, Several bus routes that will connect to it, and then also several uh, local and park and ride that will connect to that service as well. So in terms of it being accessible, as far as for uh, different types of riders, folks that are in the uptown area, but also those who are commuting from other areas. Yeah, it really connects, the again, the 10 stops connected to the transit centers to serve the uptown Galleria area. But you can also go to destinations from there to downtown, the medical center. Uh, not only will it connect to the, the local routes, the park and ride routes, but as you get downtown, you connect to the rail system as well. So it really connects to the entire uh, transportation network, and we're very pleased with that. This project and now the service was the result of a partnership. This is probably one of the better examples of public-private partnerships and public-public partnerships in our region. Um, The project was built by the Uptown Management District. Uh, They got a grant from the Federal Transit Administration to help fund this project, as well as funding that they provided to support the project. It's supported by the City of Houston, uh, and their uh, work in the uptown area, the, the right-of-way corridor that was also leveraged off of that. Houston-Galveston Area Council approved for funding to help fund this project. And as I mentioned, the Federal Transit Administration also provided funding for this. And then Metro agreed to uh, buy the buses and to operate the service. And so it is a perfect example of how agencies working together can look at truly multimodal options of how we're serving the mobility needs of this region. And this is a good model to look at and we hope to build off of in the future as well. And you mentioned the Texas Department of Transportation as well earlier, Bill. Yeah, I can't mention the Texas Department of Transportation. We really want to compliment them. They built the elevated bus lane as a part of this project. So it's really been uptown, the city of Houston, the Texas Department of Transportation, Houston Galveston Area Council, Federal Transit Administration, and Houston Metro all working together to, to make this project come to reality. And as we look towards the future and uh, that type of partnership uh, that can be successful and, and, and may be needed, uh, and you touched on this a bit in the beginning, this is really the first of many miles of Metro Rapid that is planned for the future. 
Well, as you know, Laura, we're very pleased back in November 2019, about 70% of the voters in the region approved the Metro Next plan. In that plan, there are 75 miles of bus rapid transit. So the Metro Rapid Silver Line gives us an opportunity to really demonstrate to the community what that technology is all about and what that service is all about. So we're, we're excited now to not only begin to learn the experiences and show the quality of BRT as part of the Metro Rapid Silver Line, but we'll now continue to work on the next steps. Uh, as an example, Intercady BRT, uh, we're already beginning to go out to get an engineering firm uh, that will work with us and our partners at TxDOT of how we can build that inner KDBRT and move that project along. And we're very fortunate. Houston Galveston Area's council has given us money uh, to build that project, so we're moving that along. And then as we work with the city, the county, uh, TxDOT, and others, the North Houston Highway Improvement Project also looks at how we would connect uh, with bus rapid transit from downtown to Bush Intercontinental Airport as part of that project. So we're excited about taking steps uh, that get us BRT along uh, the North Freeway corridor as well. And those dedicated lanes are really a, a key part of, of, of these projects. Dedicated lanes are reliability of service. You make sure you get when you're, you're going to get there when you say you're going to be there, you really make sure the service is very reliable, dependable, and gets people where they need to go. And we think that's a real uh, positive for our region and how we can move people smoothly and quickly through the region. Now, this is uh, obviously an exciting time, and uh, we certainly look forward to seeing uh, how future plans uh, of this investment transform the region. And of course, this launch does come at a time that's unprecedented uh, with the pandemic, and safety uh, precautions that have already been implemented across uh, Metro's transit network to help prevent the and slow the spread of COVID-19 are also being used with Metro Rapid. Well, it's true. Everything we're doing is making sure that safety is our number one priority. And, and the things we've done on the local system, the things we've done on the commuter park and ride system, the things we've done on our Metro lift service, the things we've done on uh, our Metro rail service, we've applied to the Metro Rapid Silver Line. So making sure that folks understand that all operators and all employees are required to wear masks or face coverings unless it's impractical for them to do so because of a medical condition, making sure that we follow social distancing and we've really uh, identified seats to separate people to maintain social distancing, make sure that uh, they follow personal hygiene so we put hand sanitizers on all the vehicles, uh, we protected the operators and separated them from the customers. Uh, so to making sure that these operators are also protected when they're providing the essential services that we're providing to the community, uh, cleaning and disinfecting. Uh, we've really stepped up more of that uh, opportunity every day on all of our vehicles, uh, all of our platforms, all of our uh, park and ride and transit centers to make sure we're maintaining uh, cleanliness throughout the system. And we're making sure that our customers really experience this new transit option in an environment that they feel very safe and very comfortable in using. And we think that's very critical. Uh, the one thing that we've clearly recognized from this pandemic is that transit is essential to a community. And we need to make sure that we follow our commitment that that experience is one of safety, uh, one that shows we're really following all the public health guidelines in the community. That's something we've done from day one and we'll continue to do with 
uh, not only this service, but all the services we provide to our community. Absolutely. And it, 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 you know, it's really remarkable when you do see these services uh, or, or see these practices come into play. It's been a very quick um, pivot and change uh, or really a continuation, I guess, of the safety practices, but to adapt and uh, put into play these new uh, policies. Well, that's one of the things I really, and I want to compliment the Metro team and the Metro staff. They've been very creative. They've been able to adapt. Uh, We've never experienced anything like this pandemic at all. And so their ability to be flexible, their ability to be adaptable, their ability to um, accomplish things very quickly uh, to make sure that the customers feel uh, very comfortable in using our services. We're still carrying over 100,000 riders a day. And it's not just our customers have been making sure we're taking care of our colleagues uh, that operate this service every day. And the one thing we have seen is transit is essential. Transit's a lifeblood as part of the quality of life in the community. And so I'm very proud of the Metro team for what they've done to make sure we can continue to operate and provide essential trips for people in this community. And now those trips will also be on the Metro Rapid Silver Line. Uh, they will be very smooth and very good on Metro Rapid Silver Line. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Tom Lambert, Metro President and CEO. We appreciate you joining the next stop. Thanks, Laura. Appreciate it. That's all for this edition of The Next Stop. To learn more about Metro Rapid, visit our website at ridemetro.org. And while you're there, please check out our other episodes. Or you could subscribe and never miss an episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Spotify. And while you're on one of those apps, if you could please give us a rating or review, that'll help us out a lot. Thanks for listening. I'm Laura Whitley. Until next time, drive less, do more with Metro.